Welcome to the show. It's Friday, March 8, 2019. This is episode 332. And this is We Live on a Planet, and I'm your host, Patrick. Thank you for joining me. Starting off a little bit of Irish music. It is the month of the Irish celebration. You know, St. Patrick's Day is here. Everything's green. The color of green's my favorite color. I think because my birthday is the day before St. Patrick's Day. So I think just at a young age, green was implanted in me. I would always have a green uh, ice cream cake. Not always, but that was one of the things that was fun. If you're from the northeast, upstate New York area or northeast, you've heard of a thing, a place called Carvel's Ice Cream. And you could get the best ice cream cake. Yeah, ice cream cake. If you're listening from another area, maybe you're like, huh, what's that? They're delicious. Sadly, there's not many Carvels open anymore. There used to be one a town over from me, and they had delicious soft serve ice cream and just really good family business. They had uh, just uh, good, good ice cream. Speaking of ice, it's 18 degrees. Feels like negative eight. Here in upstate New York, highs are going to be about 32 by the lake shores, and the winds are currently out of the west-southwest, 8 miles per hour. In case you are an aspiring meteorologist and you want to know, maybe you'd like to know, I don't know, it kind of gives you a feel of what's going on in my little part of the planet. You know, the name of the podcast is We Live on a Planet Anyway, so I'd like to tell you what's going on in my little tiny neck of the woods my little town of about 18,000. That's about it. And they celebrate here pretty good for St. Patrick's Day. Some of my good memories, I have a good memory of celebrating St. Patrick's Day years ago in Buffalo. I talk about Buffalo a lot on this podcast, but I have memories from there quite a bit. And my One of my uncles lives in Buffalo, and I remember one year going out with him and a my other uncle and it was fun this place we went had three it was one bar but it had three bars in one place so you had like traditional irish music in one and then another one was like a rock theme and another one was something else but there was an old it was like an old gymnasium or something if i can remember i was i was pretty drunk i was still drinking at the time I get together with my uncles. I always had a good time partying with those guys. My uncles are awesome. Anyways. Okay, what do I, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, just our stuff that we usually do. I don't really have any plan. Just wanted to come out and kind of blog my life. I'm starting to, re- I'm starting to realize that podcasting kind of is for me, too. I compartmentalize quite a bit, which I realize I do on this show. And I think we all do that. A listener of mine said that a while ago. A listener is named um my my DJ Holmes, I think is the name of his of him. And he uh he told me I was talking to, about a story about Buffalo and he's like, "You know what? You've told this story before." And he thought that it was funny how I told it, but I added different things. Not that I was uh embellishing. I just was remembering different things of the particular trip or story and I do that quite a bit and I don't 
I don't know why humans do that. Probably we talk about what we're comfortable with. I know that um, I talked a while ago about getting my ancestry done through the ancestry kit. My older brother got it for me. And for all these years, you know, I started off with some Irish music and all these years, I'm thinking I'm real Irish. Also, my birthday is the day before St. Patrick's Day. For so, for some re- warped reason in my mind, I thought that made me extra Irish. <laughs> so stupid now when I think about it. But as a young kid, you know, I was thinking, oh, I must be really Irish. And that's why my name is Patrick as well. And our oldest daughter years ago, um, Bethany got us where she did that where you look up the lineage of the family name of where your name's from and the family crest and you get it all done and it's framed and behind glass on this nice matte thing and it's all puffy and pretty and she got us those and it's also got a thing where it uh, explains your name and where it came from and the first origins of it and mine was Ireland and England. And I was like, oh, groovy. Okay, well, that kind of sets into my mind a little bit more that I do have these Irish roots that I thought I did. And my wife's, her family, her dad is uh, Ukrainian, and her name ended up becoming from Austria, though, instead of the Ukraine. So we were surprised on hers. And so fast forward years later, now these swabs, these ancestry kits are coming out, and my brother got me one, like I was saying, and I swab it and come to find out I'm only 10% Ireland and Scotland. Yeah, (laughs) all these years. 63% England, Wales, and Northwestern Europe. So at least on my family lineage thing too, that was, that was right. But there is, my family does have its roots in Ireland from the thing that my oldest got us because that traced that back. Either way, it doesn't really matter. We're all just kind of a mix. Anyways, I just, it's it's funny how you can hang on to one thing and think one thing for so long in your life. And then when you come to find out that the truth is, it was weird. I'm more, I've got more French in me than Ireland and Scotland because I'm 14% French. I don't speak anything but English. I'd like to speak another language. That'd be fun. We do have plans sometime in our future to go to Prague because my brother and sister-in-law live in Prague, in Czech Republic, and they have a flat and they also have a cabin. And so we could, they told us we could stay in their flat and we'll just stay in their cabin and we'd be set up in Prague and that'd be awesome. And I'd like to at least learn a little bit of the language just out of respect, you know, to say hello or something else. I don't know. It's going to be difficult, though, because there, when you meet people, they're all about, as soon as you meet them, they're, they're all about doing the shots, alcohol shots, and I don't drink anymore, so I don't want to be rude. I'm going to have to be like one of those ones where I'd be like, oh, hello, and then point one place and throw it over your shoulder type shot. I don't know. I don't think it won't be a problem. My brother and sister are liar cool about that and they support me being sober all right wow that was a rant huh that was a lot usually i just tell you the what's going on with the temperature and all that crap and i ended up ranting a little bit 
Stick around. We'll be right back. I got more to talk about. Hey, welcome back. You made it after that ramble. I have a quote that I want to share with you. This is from Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins, I'll tell you, his story is pretty interesting. Just Google him sometime. He started promoting seminars for motivational speakers, or excuse me, a motivational speaker and author, Jim Rowan, when he was 17. He left uh, his house at 17, started doing that. He didn't go to college. He worked as a janitor, and now he's worth like $6 billion. That's with a B. Isn't that crazy? That's what he said, and I like this. That's what I'm trying to do. I really am. I say these quotes and share them with you because I'm trying to have these affirmations for me and maybe one of them will ring true to you or something and you need to hear. Stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. Stay committed to your decisions, but stay flexible in your approach. I try to, I'm trying to do that with my podcast. I want to stay committed to the decisions that I make, but flexible about it, how it's always changing. You know, 300 some odd episodes, it's got to change a little bit and things got to be whatever. And the more I come out and talk, the more comfortable I am. And yes, sometimes I compartmentalize, like I said earlier, and talk about things and my times in Buffalo or whatever, but it's fun. You know, this is a outlet for me too, in a good way of like, uh, just a friend to talk to. And so I like coming out and talking to you and whatever it is maybe you're doing. I've said before, maybe you're on a treadmill or driving or doing the dishes or housework and just have me in the background and paying attention, but not so much. And just that familiar voice. I like it. Maybe you just need to hear something of that positive quote or something of my compartmental story that makes you feel okay. Hey, who was I? Let's find out something. We'll learn something. Dear. I usually have my, uh, my, uh, I can't spit it out. <laughs> my producer's sleeping today. We, uh, we don't have nothing for what we're going to do today. Oh, because you were planning on us taking a break. Well, we don't, we're not taking a break. Let's just find out something random. Who was the first Spaniard? to set foot on what is now the United States. Ponce de Leon had sailed with Columbus on his second voyage. He explored and conquered Puerto Rico and became its governor. He later sailed to North America, landing in present-day Florida. And do you remember what he was searching for, Ponce de Leon? The Fountain of Youth. He was the first Spaniard to set foot in what is today the United States. All right, so Columbus's first voyage was, do you remember your class? This was like elementary. I remember learning this at a young age. 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. So his second voyage, I guess 1493, because Columbus had five, uh, four voyages. 1492, 1493, 1498, and 1502. So I'm guessing, educated guess that Ponce de Leon was on his second voyage. Columbus's second voyage was much larger than his first with the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. His second voyage had a lot, a lot more ships. 
I'll tell you what though, this brings back <laughs> things bring back spark memories to me because when I first saw this, when I typed in, I'm feeling curious and got this. Who was the first Spaniard to set foot on what is now the United States? Just that question alone sparked a memory from back when I was a kid in the '80s. Trivia Pursuit was real, real popular. And I and I maybe I've told this story on the podcast. I don't think I have, but my mother was <laughs> reading a question to her friend, a real good close friend of her that would they she'd always come over and hang out. And Trivia Pursuit had just came out and it was really popular. And if you had Trivia Pursuit, you were the you were the bomb, and everybody played it, and it was real tricky and it was hard and. This was still the first set of cards before they even started making new sets. But <laughs> so my mom, they've been drinking too, not a lot, not that, not to sound like my mom, her friend were luscious, but they're probably they're drinking some Manhattans, having a couple of Manhattans. And my mom reads the question and she goes, and I I don't even remember what it was, but it, she said, w- instead of Spaniard, what Spinardo? And her friend's like, what? So she, this would be the question. She'd be like, who was the first Spinardo to set foot on what is now the United States? And her friend is like, what? And we're all sitting there and we're like, what? And she's saying it again. And her friend's like, can I see that? And she's like, no, you don't need to see the car. And she's reading it like it's no big deal to her. And then all of a sudden when she, her friend finally is like, let me see the car. She finally grabs it and it's Spaniard. But my mom, for some reason in her brain, has that ever happened to you? Haven't you ever looked at things and words just don't look right to you? Or you're going to write something and you can't spell something that's really simple? Or you add a letter because she obviously added an O at the end of Spaniard. Ah, funny. Weird. Hey, you know what's random? I got a waffle maker been wanting a waffle maker for a long time i have chicken and waffles in my plans i already have used i already fired up the waffle maker though and made some waffles and they were delicious and i had i got the waffle maker from amazon because i love amazon you can get anything on there and get it in two days (laughs) we are such that i want it i want it now and you can do it nowadays but i get it but i needed a mix for it and so I was going to go get Bisquick and make it all from scratch. And I guess if you're making it from scratch, you wouldn't even use Bisquick. You'd be using flour and egg oil, maybe a little bit of a splash of milk, depending on your recipe. And it was awesome, though, because I went to the store and I ran, I ran into uh, my best man of my wedding. I had two best men. And uh, I, my one, one of the best men still lives right here in Oswego, and he lives right a couple streets over from me and I haven't seen him in forever. That's how terrible I am as a friend sometimes. And we both said that when we saw each other, we're like, ah, man, sorry, we haven't seen each other, but it was like no time. And which I love. I love how, when you can see somebody in no time is, and he's shopping and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm here just to get waffle mix. And he goes, he looks at me like I, I swore. Oh my God, don't get waffle mix. Make it from scratch. What are you talking about? Don't, you got to, and I'm like, oh, like the flour. Oh yeah, flour, get the egg. You got a stand-up mixer, don't you? And I'm like, no. 
Oh, well, you can still do it anyways, he's telling me. <laughs> but make it, you fluff your eggs and separate it and get it all fluffy and mix it all in. I'm like, all right, all right, that sounds all good. But for today, I'm just going to get the Hungry Jack, <laughs> I think it's called. I don't know if that's what it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I think it is. And I'm going to get that, and I'm going to make me some waffles. And that's what I got. It's the kind where all you have to do is add a little bit, a couple ingredients, and it's all ready to go, and it was delicious. And I'm like, why have I not had a waffle maker sooner? So now I want to make chicken waffles because our oldest daughter, when she lived, when she was stationed in Delaware, she's in the Air Force for years, but we'd go visit her. And uh, she was finally over on the East Coast, and it was nice and not a six-hour drive, so it's not too bad. But she made us chicken waffles one night from scratch, and I had never had that. And they are delicious. It's such a good combination. You wouldn't think that chicken and waffles would be good, but they are. Yeah. Wow, this is a random podcast. Stick around. <laughs> when we come back, we'll learn a little bit more. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. I am over at Word of the Day, an app that I downloaded to my iPad. And a while back, I started doing Word of the Day. And one of my listeners out in the Netherlands, who goes by the name of Unity Eagle, really enjoys this portion of the show. And so here is one for you, Unity Eagle, if you're listening. Scrupulous. Scrupulous, diligent, thorough, and extremely attentive to details. Does a person have scruples? Here's an example. He seems as active in the process now as he ever was, appropriately scrupulous in the crediting and remembering of what was given by whom and when. Scrupulous. Scrupulous. Yeah, word of the day. Stick around when we come back. We'll head on over to the History Channel's website and find out what happened on this day, March 8th in history. I'll be right back. Hey, welcome back. I'm glad that you're sticking through this ramble edition to We Live on a Planet. The other day I said to my wife, what am I going to talk about on my show? That happens to me the night before my show. Sometimes I'm like, okay, uh, what am I going to talk about? What's been going on in my life? And we've talked from everything from waffles to spinardos today. <laughs> Thank you for sticking with me. All right, here we go. 2014. I remember this. There, this is back in the news right now because I think they're doing a little bit more research. Malaysian airline flight vanishes with over two with over two hundred people on board. Sadly, on this day, flight three seventy carrying two hundred and twenty seven passengers and twelve crew members loses contact with air traffic control less than an hour after takeoff. That's sad. That is, you know, any type of tragedy like that when people are just gone like that is, and, and you don't know where they are, terrible. I have, uh, I spoke earlier about my uncles. One of my uncles uh, was an air traffic controller. He was in the Navy for years and he's an air traffic controller. And that's a stressful job, air traffic control, having to when you've got 227 passengers and all that kind of stuff. And I feel bad for the people on that, for everybody that day that was affected, even the, we don't think about that stuff, but I'm sure our traffic control that day was like, where are they? How terrible they're gone. Just like that. 
okay, on a less somber note, that's, on this day of history, some days it's, there's nothing, there's nothing for me to talk about. Some days there's tragedies like this, but it brings me to making me think about my uncle. Just, I compartmentalize, see, I said that earlier. But one thing does lead to another and it open rabbit, opens rabbit holes and doorways and things for me to talk about. And here's one. And it makes me remember my times of going and seeing the Grateful Dead. And yes, I do remember seeing the Grateful Dead, even though I uh, was usually under the influence of some kind of substance when I saw them. But on this day in 1968, Billy Graham's Rock Empire goes bi-coastal as the Fillmore East opens. Thank you, Billy Graham. Because of Billy Graham, bands like the Grateful Dead, the Jefferson Airplane, and Santana are known. They can owe a lot of their deal to success to um, legendary promoter Billy Graham. He just was really great at turning his San Francisco area into a music mecca at the Fillmore East. Excellent. Thank you, Billy Graham, for doing that. I have good memories from the Grateful Dead. That was a lot of fun. That Just a good band to follow. The people, so friendly. Just a great atmosphere. Anytime I hear certain songs, it brings me right back to shows that I saw. I was fortunate enough to see Jerry Garcia perform. I also saw Brett Midland. And I, I remember seeing Brett Midland. He was their keyboard player. And not only, I think, two or three weeks after I saw him, he had died. And I couldn't believe it. This was before the internet and a friend of mine had called me and told me and I didn't believe him because I was like, I just saw him not that long ago. It's crazy how quickly life can just be at a at an instant. All right, here we go. 1971. Al Ali battles Frazier. battles Frazier for heavyweight champion. Fight of the century at the Madison Square Garden in New York City. I've only been to New York City one time, and that was back in 1988, I believe. I have talked about that before. New York City was a lot different back in 1988. It it wasn't cleaned up the way it is now. I haven't been there, but from stories, people tell me that. They're like, you have to go now because it's a different city. It's crazy. There's over 8 million people that live in New York City. And I live in a town that's, what, four and a half, five-hour drive, I think. And mine only has just less than 18,000. 18,000 to 8 million. Hmm. Okay, back on topic. 1983, Reagan, Ronald Reagan refers to the USSR as evil empire again. Yeah. Remember him? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That was 1989, I believe. <laughs> Here we go. What were you doing in 1993? I bet you were watching MTV. Well, depending on your age, but a lot of people were watching MTV. But on this day, MTV airs its first episode of the animated series Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, remember those two morons? I want to open this up and see what else they say. It goes on to become the highest rated series up at that point that MTV had. Can you believe that? Remember how they offered their audiences that rude and crude buddy behavior? Or buddy humor? <laughs> Not behavior. Can I speak? Sometimes. 
That buddy humor. Remember like stuff like Three Stooges and Cheech and Chung? Wayne and Garth from Saturday Night Live, Wayne's World. Stuff like that, fart humor and other things that just kind of whatever. Cheech and Chung, man, their album, one of the best albums. I don't even know the name of the one, but it's it's good. They're, they were fantastic, and I used to love the Cheech and Chung movies. Back in the day when VHS shops started opening up in every little gas station, every little mom-and-pop store, you could get all those out and... I remember getting their movies and one of them where they're uh, stealing gas, trying to siphon gas from a car, and they're doing it in a gas can, and they're just making a huge mess, and it's going all over, and it's just stupid humor, but man, I like it. But, you know, it's either you love them or you hate them, just like the Three Stooges. I loved them. I thought they were funny, and their story actually is a sad one. They have a... I don't know if it's on Netflix, but they do have like the story behind the Three Stooges. And it's really sad about Curly and all those guys. You know, it was just, that's an interesting thing. Okay, man, I'm off topic. Today's show has been really random. This has been brought to you by, hi, a lot of coffee and mania, maybe. 1951, the Lonely Hearts killer are executed. Who are they? The Lonely Hearts Killers, Martha Beck and Raymond Martinez Fernandez, are executed in the electric chair at Sing Sing Prison in New York. The strange couple had schemed to rob, seduce, and murder women who placed personal ads in the newspaper. Wow, how creepy. That was back in 1951. Hmm. Ooh, 1950. I want one of these. I want a 1970. I want anything 1970, vehicle-wise. But the VW bus, the icon of the counterculture movement, goes into production. The VW Beetle bus. Speaking of the Grateful Dead, man, I saw a lot of those when I was traveling to see the Grateful Dead, and they would be all painted up and selling tie-dyes out of them or falafel or nitrous oxide balloons. You could hear that sound across the parking lot. Head towards that sound, and you get yourself a balloon and walk around with a little laughing gas. I never had some, I laughed so much. I ne- I've been to a lot of concerts in my life, but out of all the concerts I've been to, I never saw a fight at a Grateful Dead show. Whereas other concerts I went to, I did see some kind of fight, some kind of something. Hey, thanks for sticking around. For this show. It was fun. It was random. It was nice to just be able to sit down and talk with you for a little bit. If you want to talk with me and you want to be a part of this show, I'd love to have you be a part of the show. It's easy. If you're listening with the Anchor app, you know how. If you are listening through another podcast provider, such as Apple Podcasts or Spotify or iTunes, I'm on all those. If you're listening Through them, you can contact me, though, just by going to my website. My website is WLOAP.com. Real simple. There's a little phone icon. Tap that, and it will send you right to my voicemail, and you can leave me a voicemail, and I can go that way. And also, if you want your call to be private, maybe you just want to get a hold of me and give me a little feedback, but you don't want to be on the airwaves or you just want to call, you can do that, too. Just let me know. 
that it's private and I won't air it. Thanks so much for your time. I do appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to set your clocks ahead this weekend. Daylight savings times begins. Set them ahead one hour. And keep thinking spring. Spring is just around the corner. First day of spring is the 20th. Unless you are listening to my friends in Australia, that's not the case. Sorry for that. But hey, (laughs) on that note, take care, my friends. Thanks for listening. And I will talk to you again real soon. Have a great weekend. Peace.